Welcome to the New Chemist Podcast. We're glad you're listening. Feel free to download this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Here on the New Chemist, we discuss chemistry, which simply put is the science of change, as well as careers, community, research, and COVID-19. We're happy you're tuning in. My guest today is Joe Dickman. Thanks for joining me today. It is so good to hear from you. Just briefly, I'll inform my audience about you. Joe Dickman is a good colleague and friend of mine. We attended Taylor University together. He currently is attending University of Wisconsin-Madison Medical School. We did research together under Dr. Daniel King, and he is an intelligent young man. It is so good to have him as a guest today on this podcast. Please welcome Joe Dickman. Thanks, Joe, for joining me today. It's good to have you here. Hey, thanks so much. It's good to be here. Yeah, dude, definitely. Um, Joe is a good colleague of mine um, from Taylor University, so it's always a pleasure to have him on as a guest. So what have been your longstanding interest in the field of science? Longstanding? You know, I remember telling my uh, second grade teacher that, that I wanted to be a scientist when I was... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, when I was in second grade. <laughs> um, it's so interesting to think about what maybe what got me interested in science, you know, as a career. And, and in some ways, you know, I know that that uh, medicine isn't exactly science. Uh, you know, it's not it's not maybe chemistry, but there's a lot of science I think I think in medicine. Um, I. I would say that, you know, especially, you know, we really want to go back to the beginning, uh, you know, in second grade. When I, when I told my, my second grade teacher um, what I wanted, uh, you know, to be when I grew up, and I told her I, I wanted to be a scientist, I think the image I had in my mind uh, was, a, you know, a, a guy uh, in a lab coat um, mixing test tubes together, <laughs> and then there being explosions. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Sounds like demo. <laughs> Sounds like demo night at Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah. You know, I'd, I'd be, you know, when I came to Taylor, David, uh, I I was a biology uh, chemistry double major, um, oh, yeah. and I quickly realized that, um, yeah, I could a do just. Uh, biochemistry and uh, it would have <laughs> a lot less classes required. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's another thing. Uh, although you know there are parts of biology I really like, um, you know, as far as being part of the chemistry department, I think I watched Demo Day my, my freshman year. Of course, I, they didn't let the, the freshmen do the demos. Mm-hmm. And I watched, you know, uh, Dr. Kroll uh, blow up those hydrogen balloons. And I think oh, I yeah. knew pretty much right then and there that was going to be uh, the department I wanted to be associated with. Yeah, dude, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so given all the challenges that you probably have faced, um, how do you maintain view of the bigger picture in your career and in your life in general? How do you mean? How do you see the forest for the trees? I, I, that's such a great question. And you know, David, um, when in in any sort of higher education, and I think that medicine, you know, especially in the United States, can, can maybe maybe uh, even more than a lot, more than most. But I think it really applies anywhere. Um, there's a danger, I think, in in 
in looking at you know, just the step you're on. And it's so funny. Uh, in Hoosiers, have you ever seen that movie, uh, the, the basketball movie? You should uh, really watch it, David. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. In, in um, you know, it's sort of a, it's an Indiana movie. Actually, my mom was an extra in that movie. If you can believe it, it was filmed. Okay. Um, it's about basketball. It's about the, the smallest um, school. So actually, up until 2000, the early 2000s, the Indiana State Basketball Tournament uh, was open to all schools. Mm. Um, so, you know, there were no divisions, is what I mean to say. Um, so, like, there was no D1 school or, you know, a D- Division A is what we call them in Wisconsin. You know, big schools don't didn't compete against big schools. Big schools could com- compete against much smaller schools. So in, in Hoosiers, it, it's about uh, the smallest school. They had like a hundred kids who won the state tournament against schools that were much bigger. Okay. Um, actually, if you remember Ron, um, the the guy Taylor, who um, he would swipe the cards yeah. uh, at and the lunch line. Yeah. I so, think so. Sometimes he was he was a little grumpy, uh, but actually. He went to Muncie Central High School. He was the one who played uh, Milan High School. That would be the little high school um, in that movie. And, uh, and in real life, that you know, the Wikipedia article called the Milan High School State Basketball Run. So um, you were saying? Yes. Anyway, in that movie, uh, the coach says, in tournament play, there's a tradition. We only look at uh, one only we only look at one step at a time and, and you don't you know you always focus on just winning that one step you know mm-hmm. what i'm you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you, you focus on beating beating the the team mm-hmm. and you don't think about who you'll be playing until after you've beaten you know the, the team that is you're immediately going to be playing yeah true and i think that if you think about you know your career especially your educational career uh, like that it can get pretty discouraging um, and the way I think I've been more blessed than most to have a physician father and a physician grandfather, I think the best way to keep my eyes on, on the goal, you know, and not get bogged down into thinking about it step by step is mm-hmm. to sort of look at their practice. Um, yeah, dude, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. You, you go home and, you know, he's got his schedule um, mm-hmm. and you know what life is like for him. You know, and certainly, you know, your privilege is sort of the same way. I know your dad's a, a pediatrician. pediatrician. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, back back in the family islands in the uh-huh. uh-huh. And so, you know, I'm sure when you go home, uh, it's sort of the same thing. You know, you, you talk with him about how the practice is going. Uh-huh. And that sort of reminds you of what you've got your eyes set on. Yeah. You know, right now, I've got graduate from medical school, graduate from medical school. And before that, you know, two years ago, it was get into medical school, get into medical school, (laughs) graduate, graduate Taylor. If I didn't, if I didn't have my, it would be so discouraging to just be thinking about those those littler steps. Although they're actually pretty big, you know, when you're right in them. Yeah, I know. Uh, And think about the the main goal, which in in the case of Hoosiers, win the state tournaments, instead of, you know, the littler battle of just win that one game. Which mm-hmm. of course is important in its own right, mm-hmm. but you always got to have your eyes set on that big picture. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that, that, that's good. So, um, how did you seek or find the right environment for you to thrive scientifically and intellectually? Why did you choose Taylor? That's an, another way. In other words, why did you choose Taylor? And why did you choose Medical College of Wisconsin or Wisconsin? At the Medical College at Wisconsin Madison or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a uh, University of Wisconsin uh, School of Medicine and Public Health. 
Oh, you know, yeah. that's their that's their big thing. They're so proud they've got the public health in there. But anyway, uh, <laughs> to, to, to the main question here, um, what brought me to Taylor and, you know, as far as what got me interested in medicine specifically, you know, I talked about what got me interested in science and my second grade teacher, Mrs. Zimmerman. I would say for medicine specifically, it'd probably be my dad. Uh, it's probably oh, yeah. my, my biggest, uh, you know, inspiration as far as that career goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did I attract people? You know, it hasn't just been him, obviously, in my educational career. Um, you know, even in high school, I had, I was really blessed with a lot of teachers that I thought uh, really fostered a love of learning. And, and while they didn't maybe teach me medicine, I think they taught me how to learn. And that's obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as Taylor is concerned, you know, I heard about Taylor because my parents met at Taylor. Both of them are Taylor grads. Okay. Same with um, you know, my dad graduated with Kevin Diller and, and you know, Dr. Mike Hammond, the, the provost of Taylor, the okay. provost of Taylor right now. Okay. And they graduated in uh, 93. Okay. Um, So that, I'd say that's sort of what brought me to Taylor um, was was a desire to sort of follow in my dad's footsteps. I knew Taylor treated him pretty well, and, and he got into medical school, you know, going to Taylor. So I figured yeah. that would be good for me as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I, you know, David, we didn't know each other my freshman year because I think you were at, at Georgia Tech. Is that where you were? Yeah, yeah. that's where I was. Um, but if you know, it's I, in some ways that's almost a blessing because I really feel like I wasn't. Um, I, I wasn't doing that well, uh, you know, uh, spiritually or maybe even mentally my, my freshman year. Oh, wow. Um, and it, it was sort of a struggle for me. I, I really miss my parents. You know, I'm yeah. sure you can identify, you know, your parents are in the Bahamas. Well, mine were in Wisconsin, so they're not even that far away comparably, but they're still like a, you know, a seven or eight hour drive. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get to see them throughout the school year. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty hard on me, um, yeah. you know, just, uh, you know, feeling a little homesick. Mm-hmm. And the only thing really that kept me at Taylor, really a few things, um, but one of them was Dr. Majors. Uh, he taught the freshman labs mm-hmm. um, at Taylor. And, you know, I really, he really uh, instilled in me a, a love of chemistry um, mm-hmm. and a love specifically of Taylor's chemistry program. And that's mm-hmm. what kept me there. And of course, after I, I got through that first year, I, I really ended up liking it quite a bit. Um, so and I got to, what was that? What caused the change? What caused the change from you not liking it to liking it? Well, for one thing, my my uh, then girlfriend, now wife, came to Taylor. Uh, so that, <laughs> that, right, that okay. helped. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that definitely helped. Okay. Um, um, and you know, I, I got right with God in a lot of ways. I think after after that, so that that certainly helped as well. Okay. Um, and, and also, you know, I got, I got put in classes with other great professors. Um, you know, I, you take an organic chemistry with, uh, Dr. Leroy Kroll, um, mm-hmm. but also taking, uh, you know, analytical chemistry with Dr. King was huge. And, you know, even into my, my junior year, uh, it, I really have got only good things to say for all of the, the professors there in the chemistry department. And as yeah. far as what I think contributed uh, to my me staying, it would really be, you know, I thought their instruction was just so high quality. And and also, I I thought that my, you know, my peers there were, were great. You know, David, I, 
I really have to say it was great getting to know you, people like Hannah Ewing, Erica Mitchell, Andrew Carter, uh, all of you guys really helped me a lot when I was there. So yeah, I guess, I, I don't know. I feel like God just blessed me. I don't really feel like I earned or sought you guys out. In some ways you guys sought me out. So thank you. Yeah, 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 I completely agree with you. Yeah, you know, for me, I, I don't claim perfection in any way, shape, or form, and I make my share bit of mistakes. So I don't think I've earned, uh, I don't think I've earned some things. But you know, I'm grateful for what I do have, and I'm grateful for the people I've met. So um, yeah, dude, definitely, I share the same sentiment. I'm grateful for knowing y'all at Taylor, and yeah, it was a good time. So um, why did you choose um, University of Wisconsin Madison? Uh, so, um, well, for one thing, um, uh, they were one of only two schools to accept me. And okay. Okay. another thing is that there, as much as I love Taylor, and I, I really did, they, they really blessed me in so many ways. And thank you because you were a part of it. Um, but I was looking to get a little bit closer to home. And, and Madison is only an hour drive from my, oh, uh, nice. from my house. That must be nice. It is, it is very nice. And actually, I'm sitting in my parents' house right now. Uh, okay. The huge map in the background uh, is their, their map. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, man. So, um, Joe, how do you maintain a balanced life given all your responsibilities and accomplishments as a medical student, as someone who graduated from Taylor, uh, all these accomplishments and your responsibilities now as a, uh, someone who's going to eventually have a family? How are you maintaining balance? Are trying to maintain balance, I should say. Yeah. Well, you know, David, it's been pretty hard to, to maintain balance. Medical school is pretty demanding, even more demanding than I, I think I was anticipating. Yeah. Um, my wife is a, is a great resource for me for okay. um, maintaining balance. You know, in the era of COVID, we both sort of work from home. Mm-hmm. Most of my lectures are online, and she sort of works remote. And we share an office, so it's really good having a conversational partner uh, throughout the day. You know, if I, I want to talk to someone, I got someone right there. Yeah. Um, it's great. Uh, you know, on the weekends, I guess it's hard not to be able to, to go out maybe as much as we could have without the pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, having that person there, we watch movies together. She's a great conversationalist. So I think that's really how. Very good. Good, good, good. So, um, Joe, what would you say has contributed most to your success as a student? Um, uh, my wife and my teachers. Okay. Um, especially right now. Uh, you know, medical school is pretty expensive in the United States. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, I, because I'm, I'm married to just a great wife, I get the privilege of sort of being a parasite on her uh, financially. Um, so she pays for my, uh, my, my room and board and okay. my, my medical expenses. <laughs> okay, Joe. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, dude. Definitely family and a professional community does help. Yeah. And she's so, that social support I was talking about, you know? Yeah, dude, and, we need and, that. We need that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And my teachers too. You know, I, I couldn't ask for, for better teachers at Taylor and and at UW Madison. So. Yeah, dude. For me, my social support comes from different areas. I don't know. For me, for me, my social support, my social support um, during this time has come from me going to church as well as um, interacting with some of the Christian people on campus and um, talking to my family from home, and then a few people from the cohort. 
but that's about it. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So, how do you maintain vision and teamwork in your environment? That's a really good question, David, and, and I'm not sure that I'm, I'm doing that great of a job. But in my defense, I think it's pretty hard to do a good job in this era of COVID. You know, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I agree, Joe. I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> I know that you know uh, healthcare and medicine is, is a team sport. You know, and, and I, I wish I could involve my fellow medical students a little bit more. But you know, we're, we're not really supposed to meet outside of outside of uh, you know very specific circumstances. So, um, yeah, I, I really don't know how I, how, how well I, I, I meet that ideal. Um, but I think I got room to, room to improve, and when Good. we're all vaccinated, uh, hopefully that'll change. <laughs> Dude, that's fine. That's completely fine. I, Joe, I respect that you're being like your, your normal self. You're being completely honest and upfront, which is something I respect. So, <laughs> why did you choose biochemistry as a field to major in? You spoke about how you were interested in biology and chemistry, but was there something specific or any particular topic of interest that caused you to choose that as a major? <laughs> well, I've already talked about how the uh, the explosions uh, on Demo Day were Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was always good. Um, you know, I really don't, the other reason is, is so much, you know, lamer, um, but I, I really was enjoying you know, I talked about how my freshman year was hard, and it really was. One thing, though, that I'm, I'm blessed to say it was not, was it was not really academically that bad for me. Okay. Or at least, you know, it was a college class. It was a collegiate level. You know, classes are challenging. But, um, and, and, and they were challenging for me, but I enjoyed academic success in it. And I thought, I guess I thought to myself, you know, if I can, if I can perform pretty well in, in these classes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I might as well cultivate that. So, you know, the explosions and the fact that I was enjoying some academic success in there as well, I seem to have an act for it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, um, as we as we conclude, um, do you have any advice for those wanting to pursue the field you are currently studying in? Yeah. You know, we talked about the tournament, tournament play and how you don't... I think the, the best advice actually, David, is sort of related to that answer. Um, I think the best thing you can do is to not get locked down into into just thinking about the step you're on. You've got to keep your eye eye on the main goal. You know, so if, if medicine is, is what you want to study, um, and and yes, you have to think strategically. How can I get to medical school? And you have to think how can I how can I win the game? You know, the littler game right now mm-hmm. to contribute to that main goal. You know, two two years ago it was how can I get into medical school? How can I get my bachelor's degree? Of thing, work, working towards that, but at the same time, never losing sight of the fact that that, that smaller goal um, is is contributing to the larger goal of, of being a, an attending physician. Uh, yeah. So I think that's probably the the thing. Um, my best advice is try to try to keep your eye on that on the prize. There, and I know not everyone is blessed with. You know, a, a, a physician parents to help them yeah. sort of keep their eye on, on the prize. I think my goal to you would be um, find some kind of physician mentor. You know, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah. for me, it was my dad, and it is, it's super easy for me. I'm sorry it's not easy for everyone. Um, 
find a physician mentor, spend mm-hmm. spend time with them, you know, in the summer or when, when you're home. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that way you can really help you keep your eye on the prize. Yeah, you know, every back. single person in medical school that, that I have met and talked to a lot about this, not, a, not all of them have um, parents uh, as physicians. Actually, very few of them do. All of them have got physician mentors that they look up to. Yeah. Find a physician mentor. If, if, if medicine's your goal, find a physician mentor. Talk with them. Spend time with them. Shadow them. You know, there can be great resources in so many ways. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Because, you know, for me, even when it's challenging uh, in graduate school, knowing people, knowing having parents who've completed graduate school, um, it does provide context for me and it allows me to put my challenges in a context and understand that if they could do it, then I could do it as well. And then also, you know, keeping your eyes on the prize, that, you know, even from me, or me, both you and I have the same faith tradition. So even in our faith, um, one of the things that we are, one of the things that we are taught is, you know, fix your eyes on what you believe and who you believe in. So yeah, dude, that's definitely a good thing. So what has been some of the most beneficial advice you all received? What was that? What was that, David? What has been some of the most beneficial advice you have received? You know, this is a this is a quote from a book, but um, right. my, my wife has has told me this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the quote goes something like, Think, "Things are rarely as bad as they seem." Okay. Um, and I, I, you know, for me personally, I, I can be prone to being a little bit of a pessimistic thinker, especially in regards to my career. You know, I don't, I don't know if you could tell us, but in college, I was always afraid that I was going to get to medical school or it was going to be a, a big struggle for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 my wife was gave me that that bit of advice. And the quote comes from *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Uh, uh, Atticus says it to Scout. Um, um, that things are never as bad as they seem. So if you're if you're prone to like me, sort of doom, doomsday thinking, uh, that that can be uh, maybe a, something that that can help lift you out of that. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, dude, I I agree with that as well. Because you know when you start when you start concentrating on the negative things that are happening, it could lead to a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to, I, you know, again. And these are the things that um, center my thinking uh, and kind of keep me grounded from slipping uh, into like a bunch of other extraneous things. But you know, it says one of the things that we taught in the faith tradition is to be aware of what you're thinking about. You know, be aware of what you're mm-hmm. thinking and how you're thinking. So I completely agree. Um, but Joe, it was definitely good to have you on, and thanks again for joining me. Thanks for listening. We're glad you were able to tune into this podcast. Once again, this is The New Chemist, where we discuss chemistry, which simply put is the science of change, as well as the other sciences, careers, community, research, and COVID-19. Thanks again for listening. Note, the views on this podcast represent those of my guests and I.
Brooks 的啊 ，Policy Change，CGATC。You stick with me just like glue. Ga ga glue me, glue me. Asking all the questions. One letter abbreviation is Q. From the Pepsi backbone with a methylene, then a methylene. Attaches a carbonyl. Ooh, relax, please be still. Then there's the amine. Oh, I mean, oh, asparagine. Listen closely to me, my friend. The one that abbreviation is N with a CH2. Then a carbonyl. Attach. Still on the screen is the amine. Yo, check out tyrosine in your magazine. The one that I breathe is why. Yeah, that's a catch. Look at what's attached: a methylene, then a phenol, and to that a hydroxyl. Amino acids, amino acids, polar side chains. Senor, do you get what I say? Forget that. Let's focus on cysteine today with the methylene. And attach is a sulfhydryl. Don't lose focus, for you be idle. Yeah, the one I breathe is C. You are you following me? Now let's look at the one for T called phenone. Now you see what the CH attach is a methyl, and to that same CH is a hydroxyl. Yeah, the group attach almost looks similar to an alkoxyl. Talk about a line. Yeah, this is rap and biochem combined. Focus. Now we're looking at serine. Attach is a methylene, and then. A hydroxyl. The one that I breathe is S. Well, I must confess, I'm interested in being a pro, not to be vain, bro. 'Cause we're looking at non-polar side chains. Non-polar side chains. Gravel, protrip, methylene, glycine, alanine, valine. Isolution, leucine, and proline, tryptophan, methionine, phenylalanine. Can you comprehend? Yo, 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 pro, proline, pro. They even try to say P. The backbone is dead this time. You see, there is instead O and NH2 positive, and to that NH2 is a methylene, then a methylene. And just before we close the ring at the peptide backbone is a methylene. Yeah, in alpha helices, this could cause kinks. We talking about the chemical kitchen sink. Yo, I went to Neverland with Peter Pan. Yo, let's look at tryptophan with a one-letter brief W. With pixie dust, I flew. I went to tech rectal bowl. 
attach is a heroic system with pyroleum and a benzene ring smacked by it. Forget it. Forget what? Bella fried fish for Friday. The judge was from the Fresh Prince, who was from Philly. Yeah, we're looking at Penny, Penny Alanine. The one that I breathe is F. Okay, okay, do you remember Jeff? Breathe. Yo, what's the group that's attached? Just a benzo group. Yeah, just that. Yo, Dr. Ryan. Hurry up so we can finish in time. Matt, guess who I just saw? Stop. Let's call it our draw. Mmm. Messiah 9 with a one letter brief of M. With a methylene, then a methylene. Yo, me done for. And a sulfur. And at the end, a methyl. Yeah, we bust in rhymes like Hansel and Gretel. Bro, take a break. Look at the TV screen. Look at it. It's glycine with a one letter brief. Simply G. Attached is a hydrogen. Oh, really? Shower. Open sesame. Kazam. Allah. Allah. A A A. Alanine. We simply say a methyl is attached. Pristine. Okay, it has a one letter brief of A. A. Wonderful. Excellent. Very good guys and vibes. Valine is very worthwhile. With a CH attached. And two that same CH2 methyls are attached. With the bond and stick method, it looks like a V is attached simply. Yo, Lulu. Lewis electron dot structures. We draw a lot. Lu Lu Lucine. Yeah. Sing along. The chain has a unique design like my song. With a methylene then a CH is attached. And attached is two methyls. Yo Similar in one line to its brovain line, except when we draw the methylene before the V. It's getting very easier, you see? Yeah, let's isolate isoleucine with a CH attached to it. One side is a methyl, and to that same CH on the other side is a methylene, then a methyl. Wow, we cured Ebola, and look, we're finished with the non-polar amino acid side chains. Now let's look at some that are very strange. The electric charge amino acid, stall, drum, roll. Yo, don't like to be late, yeah. Aspartate. It is very great with the one letter breathe of D. It's an electrically charged amino acid, you see. With a CH2 attached. And also is a carboxylate. Yeah, that's very great. Come on, let's look at glutamate. With 
the one letter brief of the excellent Agagarius. Let's see, now let's look at what's attached. A methylene, then a methylene, and also a carboxylate. Glutamate and aspartate make an acidic slate. Yo, histidine, sounds like histamine. The thing that is up when I have a cold, um, attached is a methylene and, and an imidazolium. The one that I breathe is an H. Yeah. Okay. Let's look at one with a one that I breathe of K. Lysine. Hooray. Yo. When I get cheap rings, they have cubic zirconium. But when I get the lysine chains attached, is a butyl ammonium. So let's look at arginine. R with a one letter brief of R. Bizarre. Yeah, a good name for a rhino with a group attached like a propyl guanidine. With a group attached like a propyl guanidine. Yo, you know what I mean. Acidic chains. Ah, glutamate and aspartate. Basic chains, histidine, arginine, lysine. Yo, we cannot forget. Polar amino acids. Zinc, GATC, serine, threonine, glutamine, aspartame, threonine, cysteine. And your non-polar boys. Garville, protrip, methifen. Come on, let's make some noise. These are our favorite toys. Glycine, alene, valine, isoleucine, leucine, proline, tryptophan. Thank you.